1: Your boy John Middlecoff, little go-low podcast reaction to the Masters and your 2023 champion John Rom, the Spaniard gets a second major, beats Brooks Kepka, and we will dive into it all. A lot going on. I mean this 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 Masters was fascinating. Weather, the live guys, Phil tied for second. What a moment! Uh, we will talk about it all coming up, as well as some go-low swag. You want some Golo swag, go to TheVolume.com. Type in TheVolume.com. Look for the merch. A lot of Golo swag. We got some collared shirts, Adidas collared shirts, as well as some trucker hats. They look really, really good. Go get yourself some right now. Uh, Appreciate everyone that already has. If you haven't, go check it out right now. Can't recommend it enough. Good price points. And like I said, we'll dive into everything the Masters, at Golopod is the Instagram. You got any golf questions? Fire in those DMs. We will have a football podcast coming up on Tuesday. I just saw Odell Beckham Jr. sign with the Ravens. Didn't see that one come. The Ravens, fifteen million guaranteed. Woo hoo! Eric DeCosta getting desperate. We will dive into a football podcast. On Tuesday, a lot of other stuff. I'm sure getting ready for the draft, getting ready for uh, Aaron Rodgers to eventually be traded. But this is going to be a masters heavy podcast. A lot of John Romp, a lot of Brooks Kepka, some Phil, and just a lot of golf talk. So let's get ready. Do you want to go to a uh, a baseball game, an NBA playoff game, a NHL playoff game, a concert, a comedy show? I got you covered. Here's what you do: you download the Game Time app. And when you do that, download the Game Time app, use the promo code J-O-H-N, that's my name, John, and get $20 off. In these infl- inflationary times, I got you covered. You want to go to an event, do it on me, $20 savings, promo code John, just download the Game Time app. They are the official, because of you guys, ticket app of this podcast. Go low, three and out. Can't appreciate them enough, because we can't appreciate you guys enough for smashing that promo code. Go to an event, take a family member, take your wife, take a loved one. Promo code John. $20 off. Game time app. We got you, dog. Thank you for using it. Keep hammering it. Appreciate everyone that has. Where do we start? As a gambler who I felt pretty good, you know, earlier in the week and then the weather got weird. My my guys fell off. I checked this morning before John Rom a major champion, and just, let's face it, we'll get into him, a guy that was headed toward legendary status. Like, Phil Mickelson bet someone, a notorious gambler, years ago. He said a million dollars. When this guy was in college, he was a lock to win a major. I would say that if you follow the sport the last couple years, you're like, this guy isn't going to win a major. This guy's going to win. This guy feels more likely to win six or seven than one. And now he's definitely on the trajectory. But this morning, when Brooks earlier today, right, because they had to finish their round and then they had to play, you know, the fourth round, felt like he was showing some signs. And listen, I'm not going to blame it on he only plays 54 holes now. This guy is a bona fide champion, a complete legend. Like he has as many major championships as Rory McIlroy, who is widely considered one of the greatest players of all time. And the difference is, Brooks has won all four since Rory has won his last one. And Google Brooks's resume. Like, this guy doesn't just win majors. He finishes top three or four in a ton of majors. I counted top seven in 11 majors since 2014. He has several top twos and top threes. And obviously today, he's tied for two with lefty. Brooks is an incredible champion and a elite all-time winning player. But John Rahm, like I said it earlier this week on Golo. Like I put my money on Rory, and I said at the time, like I put it on Rory, I could have easily done it on Rom. Obviously, if I could have that one over again, I would do it. But it felt like one of these two guys kind of had to grab the bull by the horns. Like the time is now. You know, you feel like when you watch Patrick Mahomes or last year, Steph Curry in that playoff run. You're like, you are too great of a player. Just eviscerate everyone in front of you. And that's kind of what John Rahm did today, right? He won by four strokes. He double bogeyed and four putted the first hole of the tournament. So basically, if you just remove that and just be like, instead of four putting, he just two putted, he would have annihilated the field. Like, obviously, his swing's a little weird. And for being a guy, I was at an Easter party today. And I was like, you know the crazy part about this human being? Is listen, he looks older than me, and I'm 37, 38 years old. I think 38. I, I tell sometimes I'm 37, but I forget my age. But I am a basically 10 years older than John Rom. I definitely look younger than the guy. And when I said, "Hey, I, I thought he was 27," and then I Googled it when we were you know eating kind of brunch, I was like, "Actually, he's 28. He does not look 28 years old, right?" He's you know kind of bigger. You know, in the day and age when everyone is like lean, mean fighting machine look like they spend all the time on the perfect diet and in the weight room. He's kind of a throwback, but where he's not a throwback is his game. Like the dude's elite. And to watch him today beat the shit out of everybody was honestly kind of refreshing because at the party I was at, we kind of discussed like, you know what sucks about this generation? There's not one guy, right? There's been a moment with Kepka five, you know, four or five years ago. But really, since Tiger, there's been a Jordan moment, a Rory moment, a Kepka moment, a little bit of DJ, but there hasn't been one guy. And I'm like, honestly, and I don't necessarily think this guy's going to go on a Tiger-like run, but I think we all have to agree, John Rom. you know, I'd put the over-under on his majors at like five and a half. You know, this guy to me feels like a six, seven major guy, not a three major guy. You know, <laughs> like we, we've seen it now. He's won several times this year. Now he's won two majors in the last, you know, since 2021. This major, he got the wrong side of the draw. Like, listen, I'm a huge Kepka guy. I have a ton of respect for the guy. I've never been some disingenuous guy that talks about sports that are like, you know, they shouldn't have taken the Saudis' money. Bullshit. Brooks was banged up. He wasn't playing well. They offered him $100 million. If they would have said, hey, Middlecoff, You want to come podcast for ten million? Do you know what I said? Would have said, adios, volume, adios, everyone else. I'm going to podcast for Greg Norman and SBF. So would 99.9 percent of the people listening. So given the amount of money that Brooks got, I get it. But guess what? And here's why I respect John Rom. Last year, I can't remember if it was the British Open or the U.S. Open. He said in his press conference they offered me more than $400 million. That's what they offered John Rum. He said no. And I've always been one like, I don't think you need to take the Deshaun Watson contract because Tom Brady always took less. And in sports, when you become a champion, do you know what you're worth? Unlimited money till the day we bury you. Tom Brady, who will never make as much money as Deshaun Watson, as a player, He, he won't. But do you know what Tom Brady will have? Till the day he's died, he will keep printing money because he'll be known as seven-time Super Bowl champion. I've seen it forever growing up in Northern California with the California, I don't know why I say California, with the Ronnie Lotts and the Jerry Rices and the Joe Montanas. Those guys were treated like royalty. Not because they were good players, because they were champions. And I've seen it firsthand now with the Warriors, Steph Clay and Draymond. They got rings. Then, then that that outlasts everything. The only point of the reason we play sports, watch sports, is about championships. And in golf, it's about majors. In football, it's about Super Bowls. In baseball, it's about World Series. In basketball, it's about NBA Finals. College hoops, it's about the Final Four, and, and you know, making a run to the championship. Obviously, in football, making the playoffs and winning Natties. That's the whole point of everything we do at the highest level, and to me, John Rahm, I would say definitely since he won that U.S. Open, and some might argue even before that, felt destined to dominate. But I would say the last like eighteen months, it's clear like this motherfucker. Like who can he relate to in terms of when he's on? Who's as good as him? And as we saw this week, nobody. <laughs> you know because this week, listen if you play golf and you turned on that tournament on Friday and Saturday morning. I've always believed this in baseball and golf. It's meant for sunny, warm weather. When it's cold, windy, not only is it miserable, it's very, very difficult to play. And for that guy to do what he did, hat tip to him, deserved champion, and I'll promise you this, he's going to win a lot more. To me, he feels destined to win several Masters, um, I, I, I'd be shocked if he doesn't win another major this year, someone earlier this year on a, um, uh, on one of the mailbags was like, "Middlecoff, cough. You compared him to tiger. Listen, I, I never, I wouldn't compare anyone to peak tiger, but when this guy is on like tiger, he can beat the shit out of anyone. And in 2023, the fields have never been deeper. So you saw his high end. He won by four.
0: Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
1: eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest Exclusions apply. And when it comes to Kepka, who shot 75 today, honestly, my first take, glad to have him back. You know my overall take to the, like, and then you really felt to today. Good to have all the boys playing against each other. You know, the, my issue with Liv was never, I, like I said earlier, never had any issue with the money. Totally get it. I, I think it's so disingenuous for the big Jays when they start nitpicking where the money's coming from. Welcome to business. We all live in a shady world. We all live in a gray area. And most people, 99.9999% of humans can't relate to being offered $100, $150 million. But the one thing that could never be disputed was what Liv did to the golf world. It fractured it. And we miss seeing Brooks and DJ and Cam Smith playing against John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler and Roy McIlroy Roy and Jordan Spieth like that sucked. That was not fun. And the one thing today that really resonated with me, we always thought this before and now they've, you know, these new elevated events and these, you know, moving forward some of these events with only 70 people playing in it and $30 million on the line. Like, listen, that's cool or whatever for the players. But for us as the consumers, the majors have always meant more because the best players were always in the majors, right? Basically, the four majors and the players championship were the best players in the world, all congregated. It felt even different this year because the players is much more diminished now with guys on live not being allowed to play in that tournament. And specifically when Kepka was dominating the majority of this tournament. And listen... Did he fall apart today? Yeah, I mean, he did. And I'm not going to blame that he only plays 54 hole tournaments. I've seen him win at the highest level. Like I've seen him take out Tiger Woods when Tiger Woods was legit. Like I have nothing but respect for Brooks Kepka. And you know what? My takeaway was, I miss Brooks. I miss Phil Mickelson. I miss Patrick Reed. I miss DJ. I don't actually care where they play. I just wish they all played together. Why? Because that's what sports is about. Like, I want to see LeBron and Giannis and Embiid and Steph all play in the same league. Just like I want to see Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and Josh Allen in the same league as Micah Parsons and Nick Bosa and Fletcher Cox and Aaron Donald. Right? You don't want them all distributed in different places. And that's what golf is now. And that sucks. And listen, like, do I think Phil is still some elite player? Probably not. But it's really fun to watch him. When he's shooting 65 on Sunday in Augusta. And listen, most times, even if he was on the PGA Tour, would he still be playing at that level? Of course not. But would he still have some, you know, kind of bullets in the gun and have some fun runs? Of course he would. We just saw it a couple years ago. When he won the PGA Championship, and Kepka, who has talked about for years, like, it's hard to get up for tournaments, and I get it. Once you start winning majors, how do you view the John Deere Classic or the Valspar as an equal? You can't. But we just saw a couple years ago, Brooks won at the waste management. Like he's a bright lights guy. And yeah, he fell apart and the ball didn't go where he wanted. But it was fun watching him play today. And it was fun watching him against John Rom just matter. And I missed that. And we're not going to get that anytime soon because you know, unless unless Liv goes under, which financially it's not going to be an issue. So they're not going away. We're going to have this splintered sport and Kepka and Patrick Reed. And here's the other thing. One major issue with the NBA, for example, they have a lot of issues, right? Their star players don't often play. The regular season doesn't matter. And the regular season is six months. Rivalries are dead. No games actually matter. And I was talking about this today at the Easter party. When I was a kid, when the Pacers would play the Bulls or when the Knicks would play the Pacers or the Bulls, It would be a legit heated rivalry. As a fan, as a consumer, 2,500 miles or 3,000 miles away, I felt like Reggie Miller hated Michael Jordan or Patrick Ewing and Charles Oakley and Anthony Mason did not like Scottie Pippen or the Davis brothers or Reggie Miller or Michael. And it mattered. And it worked on television. And golf, in a weird way as an individual sport, had kind of this WWE aspect to it, right? It had the guys you rooted for, and then it had also the guys that were good that you also kind of hated. And whether that was Patrick Reed or whether that was Kepka, just kind of a notorious asshole, or Sergio Garcia or whoever. And let's face it, Liv took a lot of those guys. That matters. As I was taught a long time ago when I first got into this radio podcast business, you need to be two things. You need to be liked or you need to be hated. If you're somewhere in the middle and they're apathetic towards you, you'll go out of business. And that's no different in any industry. If people do not care or you don't evoke emotion with them, they'll move on, especially in 2023. And as we saw today, like in the Masters and really this week, that was pretty powerful. Having those guys, especially... Phil dominating, Kepka dominating, Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed today shot 68. Phil shot 65. Like, that was cool because most people don't want those guys to have success. And we're not going to get that anytime soon. And listen, I guess I'd lean the PGA Tour just because I still feel that's the highest level of golf. But I don't care. You could call it the, the wall tour if you gave me the best players in the same group week in week out separate from the majors i'm watching and let's face it most people are but that's not the case right now i miss them uh it was fun having brooks back in the mix it was obviously fun having phil back in the mix joe mickelson easily remember that that chart for years they'll be like the highest paid athletes and this is like five, ten years ago. And it, Tiger for years was making like 80, 90 million dollars. And even over LeBron and Kobe and whoever was the highest paid baseball player, Phil would sneaky be second. Like feels pretty famous. And I get he's quote unquote over the hill. I miss the guy. And it, w- it was really, really fun to have him back. And this tournament was unique, right? The weather was was rough. Like Tiger, for example. We know for a fact now, it's not even debatable. Since Tiger got his car injury a couple years ago and he's come back last year in the Masters, his major history, and then this year in the Masters. If the weather is shitty, if it's cold, if it's windy, if it's just difficult weather, he's in major trouble. He cannot function. His plantar fasciitis came back up. He withdrew from this tournament. Any tournament that is not going to be sunny, Hot, humid. I would say it's a no-go for the guy. Like, that clip, I guess it would have been Saturday morning of him walking back to Joe LaCava, his caddy, and um, handing him his club and, and Joe handing him the umbrella was difficult to watch. No one wants to watch that. I'm torn, though. I have a lot of admiration for his toughness. Tiger Woods doesn't need any of this shit. He is worth hundreds of millions of dollars. He has won 15 majors. He has won more PGA golf tournaments than anyone currently who are all awesome players will ever dream about winning. He's the most accomplished uh, golfer of his generation. And this upcoming generation, none of them are going to sniff it. Not Rom, not Spieth, not any of these guys. But his willingness to continue to play, and I get it's the masters and these majors, is listen, whatever you think about the guy is pretty admirable. His toughness, his competitive character. We, we talk about this a lot in football. And the draft's right around the corner, like it's about the intangibles. How much do you like it? What makes Tigers truly special? One, he's clearly pretty mentally and physically tough. The thing to me that like is, is why he's such a great player, he is a golf nerd. Golf means everything to the guy. Like when you talk about football players in the draft, like does football mean a lot to you? And sometimes the media is like, oh my God, let the guy have a balanced life. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't want you to have a balanced life. Most of the great players, Tom Brady, they don't, Peyton Manning, not big on balance. Why? You got to be all in. This is is a short time span of your life. Put all your chips in the middle of the table. And the only way to do that is to be addicted to the game. And Tiger is and Phil is too, you know, they're different about it, but Phil definitely is. You can't finish tied for second at 52, 53 years old. If golf isn't a way of life, you think about it, you dream about it. And most of us that play casually, it's kind of addicting. Imagine being that good and making that much money off it. Um, So listen, it, it was hard to watch him limp around. Nothing but credit for the guy for never playing and making the cut when guys like Justin Thomas and Bryson DeChambeau and Billy Horschel or whoever can't make the cut, but it's also hard to watch. And I I think the hard part about sports sometimes is to watch older players finish their career in in any sport, right? We saw with Peyton Manning could barely throw at the end of his career. Roethlisberger could barely throw Ken Griffey Jr. Barry Bonds. Some of these guys at the end of their career, it is very, very difficult to watch. And Tiger's a little bit different because he can have moments But for the most part, like part of professional golf is four rounds, right? It's not a hole or nine holes. And I fucking love the guy. He is my favorite athlete of my life beside Michael Jordan. If Tiger Woods is playing golf, I'm watching. But I can also admit like it's not the easiest thing to watch. Like a guy that you love watching and grew up on and someone from a sports standpoint, when I say idolize, I don't mean like I idolize the human being, but like I idolize the golfer. And the athlete, like, that's, I grew up on it, you know, and it's tough watching a guy being a shell of himself. But that's what he is. A lot of it's self-inflicted. And even he said some of it's just age. You know, he's old. But it is what it is. Now, if he had been healthy, you see it with Phil. This is a specific course where you can compete. I mean, Phil, have you watched just, just pull up the leaderboards when Liv plays? Feels terrible. He's tied for second. He won $1.6 million. Him and Kapka's tied. So that, that to me, for as tough as it was to watch Tiger this week, you could argue it's as incredible of accomplishment given how he's played lately for Phil Mickelson in a tournament loaded with talent. I mean, beating guys like Victor Hovland, Matt Fitzpatrick, who won the U.S. Open, Scotty Scheffler, Xander Schauffele, Colin Morikawa, Patrick Cantlay, I mean, what a week for Phil! Like I said earlier, just miss everyone playing together, but that's not going to be something we get for anytime soon. So fun week for the Masters. It was clunky given the weather. It was no one. It was out of everyone's control. Obviously, thank God. Knock on wood. You know, no one got injured when that tree fell. But uh, very very fun Sunday at the two twenty three, uh, the two thousand twenty three Masters and to John Rahm who. I'd put my money on winning another major this year. Have a good Monday. We'll have a football podcast coming back on Tuesday. Let's rock and roll, baby.